Praise the Lord. I want to read some verses of scripture to you from Proverbs chapter 3. And verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honour. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. Now we know the Bible tells us that wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. Uh, and it's so important to emphasise this, that we, we really need to go after wisdom. Now, I want to put this into the context of something that the Lord has been speaking to me about, and, and I really want to share this with you. I want to talk about consciousness, okay? we And consciousness isn't a new age term, okay? The new age, <laughs> they, they, they took that from us. Consciousness is, is simply what you walk in. You walk in what you're conscious of. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And he also said, take heed what you hear, take heed how you hear. So what you hear and what comes out of your mouth is what you're conscious of. In other words, consciousness is what you're hearing and consciousness is what you're speaking. It's like a dynamo, it's like a cycle. What goes in the ear gate and the eye gate comes out the mouth gate. And so it's so important to put stuff in that is edifying, that is truth, that is faith, that is healing, that is life. And so that these verses about wisdom show us that when you walk in wisdom, you're really walking in the consciousness of God's wisdom, of, of what God says. You walk in what you're conscious of. If you spend all your time watching soaps on television, uh, reading junky magazines or or trash novels, or whatever. That's what you're walking. And sometimes you'll find that if your life is full of strife, and misery, and, and depression, check up what kind of songs you've been listening to. Check up what kind of things you've been watching uh, on television. Check up what kind of friends you have, what kind of company you're keeping. Because what comes in the eye gate, what comes in the ear gate, is, is coming into the heart. And, and we walk in consciousness. So therefore, it's so important to walk in wisdom. It's so important to saturate yourself with God's word because that gives you wisdom for living. And look, look what it says. It says that um, wisdom is more precious than rubies. You know, wisdom is, is more valuable than gold and silver. And, you know, we, we seek prosperity. We, we need money to live on. We need, you know, we want nice houses. We want nice cars. But the thing I'm trying to say to you is this, is that wisdom is more precious than those things. Why? Because wisdom will get you those things. Riches and honour come from wisdom, come with wisdom. Solomon discovered that. So the consciousness that you walk in determines the life. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. All her paths are peace. Consciousness. If you want to live in pleasant circumstances, if you want your ways to be ways of peace, if you want riches and honour, if you want all these things, life. And I believe that speaks about eternal life, 
everlasting life, the Zoe life of God, the quality of life that God has. It's all about consciousness. Uh, you go over to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17 says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Let me ask you this. Are you walking in boldness and confidence right now or fearfulness and timidity? That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. I want to ask you this. Are you conscious of that? Are you conscious that as he is, as Yahweh, as Jesus, who Jesus is, who God the Father is, are you conscious that as he is, so are you? Because if you see yourself as less than him, you're not walking in the consciousness of that verse. When I'm talking about consciousness, I'm talking about consciousness of what God's word says, the truth about God, about this planet, about uh, everything, but in particular about who you are and what you have in him. Are you conscious that you're blessed with faithful Abraham? I speak on the blessing of Abraham. I speak on the key of David. They're key themes. Are you conscious of those things? Because the blessing of Abraham belongs to you. And you know, the blessing of Abraham, all those blessings that it spoke, speaks about, uh, uh, that wisdom can bring you, that's what Abraham walked in. So in other words, the uh, benefits of wisdom really are the, the blessings of Abraham. Are you conscious that you're blessed with him? Are you conscious that you're an heir of Abraham and his blessing? That you inherit Abraham's blessing? If you're not conscious of that, then you're not going to walk in it. You walk in what you're conscious of. And so if you're feeding your uh, soul and mind uh, and, you, and your emotions, if you're feeding them with stuff that, that, that's going to tear down, that's going to curse, that's going to be uh, negative, that's what you're going to walk in. That'll be your consciousness. Now, we can get into New Age stuff, talking about auras, talking about um, atmospheres around us. Now, these are biblical things. They're not... Uh, uh, they're not New Age things. The New Age has, has stole all this stuff from us because Peter's shadow healed people. What does that mean? Peter was walking in the consciousness of the mighty, healing, delivering, saving, miracle power of God. He was walking in that. So much so, and, now, and we call it the anointing, okay? He was walking in the anointing. He was walking in the fullness of the Spirit. And if you and I are going to be manifest sons, if you and I are going to be the perfect man of Ephesians 4, if you and I are going to be a spotless bride, in other words, we're going to be living to our full potential, uh, where it says our love is made perfect in First John. If we're going to be perfect men, perfect women, walking in as much of the fullness as we can manifest. And again, that's not a striving thing. That's not something that we strive to do or, or strain to do. It's just consciousness. You know, it says in, in Hebrews that there remains a rest. And I believe the rest of God is that manifest son's place, is that perfect man place, is that place where we, we as he is, so are we. It's a place of consciousness. And it says that we need to labor and be diligent to get into that place. In other words, the only labor and work that you and I need to do is to spend time in God's word, flooding our consciousness 
of these realities of who we are in Christ, of what we have in him that belongs to us. That is the consciousness that God wants us to walk in. And that's the only labour that we, we really need to do. It's not a flesh thing. It's not a striving thing. Okay? It's none of those things. It's simply uh, walking in consciousness. He says, uh, he that's entered into his rest or into that place of manifest sons, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. In other words, it's not striving. It's a place where your consciousness is flooded. But how are you going to get there? He tells you in the next verse, verse 11 of Hebrews 4. Let us labour therefore, or be diligent, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Well, labour in what? What's the labour that if we're not to strive, what are we to work in? The next verse tells us, verse 12, a famous one. For the word of God is quick, that means alive, life-giving, and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What's he saying here? He's saying flood your consciousness with the word of God. Let the word of God penetrate into every part of your spirit, soul, and body, and bring about consciousness. Out of the abundance of the heart, Jesus said, the mouth speaks. So you want his word there in abundance. Because when you speak from that place full of substance, full of faith substance, full of heavenly materiality, full of the anointing, full of power, full of life, when you speak from that, you change circumstances. You shift atmospheres. You bring about a kingdom environment and culture wherever you go and you manifest his presence, you're as he is. And he's not talking about as he is, uh, meaning as he was when he walked the shores of Galilee and was here on earth. He's talking about as he is right now, at the right hand of God, the Father, the majesty on high, ruling and reigning and henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Now you're here where his enemies are, so it's your job and mine to make his enemies his footstool. So here's what this boils down to. We need to flood our consciousness with the word of God. We need to spend serious time in his presence. Soaking uh, is the phrase they use. I like that term. You know, nothing wrong with soaking in the presence of God. Worshipping him, speaking in our heavenly prayer language. Just really what he's saying is stay in the presence because uh, Jesus is our wisdom. He's our righteousness, our sanctification, our redemption. He's our wisdom. So in other words, if you want to walk in consciousness, be always in his presence. That's what pray without ceasing means. To always be in the presence. Now, you might be busy doing stuff, but there's a part of you that, that's fixed. You know, the Lord gave me this uh, phrase, uh, this verse in Psalm 57, verse 7 recently. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. You need to fix your heart. Fixing your heart is continually walking in the consciousness of who he is uh, and also who you are in him. What belongs to you in him? Flood your mind with it. Speak it often. You know, in other words, get, get into your confessions, your affirmations, your scriptural uh, affirmations, your meditating of the word of God. There's so many things that God says in his word that 
refer to this. Meditate his word day and night. In other words, stay conscious at all times of him. And there are times, like I said, you're busy doing stuff, family stuff, work stuff, you know, that, that you're, you can't necessarily have uh, your conscious mind always doing, th you can't walk into your work praying in tongues at the top of your voice and stuff like that, or sit in a bus and, you know, <laughs> be be worshipping, you know, and, and praising uh, at the top of your voice. But it's talking about fixing your heart. It's talking about really making that faith decision to say, Father, I'm focused. I'm focused on you. And I believe that consciousness takes us from that place of focusing on him to being centred in him. In other words, focusing on him is, is a great way of, of obviously coming into his presence, but there will come a point of crossover where it's no longer about focusing on him, it's about him being at the very centre of your being, as he is, so am I. Uh, and, you know, Jesus focused people, it's a great thing, they're full of zeal, and John speaks about that in his, his epistle, the first epistle, about the different stages of maturity. Um, and there's a stage of, of real zeal and fervency. Uh, but you, you go through that to become, from being a warrior to being a father. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about gender-based stuff here. I'm talking about maturity. Father being that metaphor, in a sense, of maturity, where you go from being Jesus-focused to Jesus-centred. And that's when... Uh, you've you've so saturated yourself in the consciousness of his word, of his spirit, of his presence, of his glory, that that begins to work and transform in you and you become Jesus-centered so that it, it, your focus isn't on, on Jesus anymore, it's on others, as in he is ministering through you, pouring himself through you to meet the needs of of others, so you go from being um, somebody who's uh, you know just so in love with, with the Lord, and then He His love works in you that He makes you love others. Herein is our love made perfect. You know when Jesus was here, He emptied Himself for others. He utterly uh, poured Himself out, and, and and you know you and I that's that's our job as well. That's our ultimate function to be ministers, and ministers simply means servant, serving others. Um, and you need to be Jesus-centred to do that properly. So you get there, you get to that place of maturity, of perfect love, of teleos, um, the end point, the end destination. You get there by being continually conscious of him till that consciousness of him becomes what you walk in, becomes you know, the paradigm, a paradigm of uh, consciousness to the extent that you become as he is, okay? And you're already as he is. You're already made perfect in him. But it's the consciousness of that and the constantly flooding your uh, mind and renewing your mind and your soul and your will and your emotions it's the flooding of that. In, in fact, the Bible says there in Hebrews 4, we just read it, it actually penetrates into the innermost parts of your physical body, the joints and marrow. Now, marrow, of course, in the bones, that's where the blood uh, is. So, you know, he, he totally floods your consciousness to the extent it goes into your bloodstream. 
I mean, I believe that literally. I don't believe that's just metaphoric. Um, so spirit, soul, and body, you're holy, preserved, and saved. I'm getting really excited about all this. I could go on and on, and it's just meant to be a short message, but consciousness of his word, consciousness of his glory, consciousness of his very presence, consciousness of what he said, just being besotted is a great way of putting it, being obsessed. You know, God made you and I to be obsessives uh, and to be addicts. The word addict, of course, comes from the word uh, that, that means to speak. From we, we get the word dictionary from, or diction. Um, so addiction is to be obsessed with something to the point that you're always thinking about it, always speaking about it, that you're so absorbed in it, you're walking in the consciousness of it. And think of all the stuff that, that Satan would have us to be addicted to that are substitutes uh, and distractions from what we're supposed to be addicted to which is God and his word, addicted to Jesus. Remember the song from Carmen years ago. Um, we're supposed to be addicts. We're, we're, we're meant to be addicts. We're, we're created and designed to be people who are addicts. And addicts are people who, who walk in extreme consciousness of something. So I choose this day to be addicted to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the word of God, and the things of God, and all the stuff that he wants me to be addicted to and not to be addicted to any of the distractions uh, of the enemy. And I, and I hope you're, and believe that you're saying the same where you are as you hear this, and that we become addicts of God, of speaking what God says. If you become addicted to speaking what God said, you will walk in the full consciousness that God wants you to walk in. And you know what? That's the labour, that's the, that's. The rest is the reward for that. And he's saying if, you, if, you'll, if you'll adopt this and adapt yourself to this and, and take this path in life that from now on you're going to be addicted to speaking his word, be addicted to being conscious at all times of him. Um, if you'll do that, you'll enter a place of consciousness and rest and walking in power all the things you want from him, all the, the, the glorious things you want to walk in, they're at the other end of you dedicating yourself to be an obsessive and an addict in the things of God and speaking his word and being his vessel and instrument in these days. Well, the Lord bless you, folks. Don't just listen to this. Go ahead and do it. In Jesus' name, amen.